1: Welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John.
2: I'm Linda. I'm Seth.
1: I'm Chris. And this week we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, First of all, I think we're going to start with um, Old Guard, which is a a new movie that's out on Netflix right now, uh, starring um, Charlize Theron, and um, it's about a group of uh, immortals. And... um, i guess let's see john you've seen it so we've you want to give us it. we've all seen it yep yeah. so um uh, john you want to give us a little synopsis about the show
3: um it's 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 an action flick yeah. um immortals um a common trope but it's like a, a new way of looking at it that's like they rather than there being only one there's a group of them
1: yeah um, and they it it in the, my mind, based on what we've seen in the series, there's very few of them. Um, they get revealed to other immortals at some point in their life. And right. it, it seemed to me with, with the the woman that was in the military, where she got her throat slit:
3: Oh the, for the one the, the new one.
4: Niles, right, or Nile?
1: Not yeah. It wasn't until she came back, I think, that the other immortals realized she was an immortal. So I think somebody has to not well, they, die.
3: They started dreaming of her. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it, was it after she had her throat slit?
4: Yeah. So when yeah. she, so when she died, or uh, didn't die, died spoilers for the first time suffered her... fatal damage. Right. Uh, she dreamed about them, and they dreamed about her.
1: Right. But so before that, a... it, they, didn't, they knew nothing about each other.
2: Right,
4: right.
1: And so based what we see in the movie, it looks like going back to ancient times, there were two women that were immortal, that found each other. But they were the only two that existed as far as they knew. And for the longest period of time until... What like maybe the fourteen hundreds or something when the next one came along and then maybe the seventeen hundreds for the next one or something like that. So they don't. There's not very many of them. They don't get revealed very often.
4: Yeah. So and, go ahead. Yeah, Andy is uh, uh, Charlize Theron's character is the oldest of these immortals, like several
3: thousand years old.
4: Yeah, and mm-hmm. she's the one who's basically found them all. She almost predates agriculture. Right. She might. Uh, but... Uh, but
1: don't tell her she's older than dirt.
3: <laughs> that was... Bill, that's oh. a whole new level of just bad.
4: <laughs> I mean, she's, oh, she good. probably makes that joke herself when she's not... <laughs> yeah, <corporate> probably.
1: <laughs> probably. So, um, so anyway, the it, uh, the thing that i think that makes it interesting is that at some point in their lives and they don't know when the immortality wears off and they can then that so they could be in a fight or something and get (laughs) wounded and suddenly they don't heal anymore and at that point they know if they get a critical hit they're
3: done
4: and Everything right. that lives must die. Right. right. It right. seems and like later.
3: they're pretty excited for that day, too. They they kind of want to come. O-
4: o- only one of them re- is really like looking for death, I think. Like well, Andy's and character is...
5: Yeah, the one looking, is... looking for death because of the age, I would say, has morphed her into, like, I'm just done with this at this point. <laughs> You're, right. You're,
3: you're you're a little quiet there, um, Chris. Uh, Chris, can you turn it up? I can try.
1: So, so let me ask you this question, Chris. Let's say you had immortality. All right. Do you think there would be a point, and maybe it's a thousand years, two thousand years, ten thousand years, a point at which you would find that immortality a curse and you would no longer want to be around you'd be done with it
5: yeah absolutely i think i think over time you get you're sick of seeing it all right yeah, you see nothing right. but death you've seen life but you've probably seen a lot more death at this point right you've seen where things are good and you've seen where things are bad and at some point you don't get a release from it right you get everyone else who passes away at some point and doesn't have to suffer through it, if you will, right. and you're tired of it. Mm-hmm.
4: See, yeah, I think I, agree. I think this, uh, or the old guard d- addresses that question pretty well, mm-hmm. in that uh, Andy, the oldest of them, is really worn down. But one of the reasons that she's so worn down is because, like, she's had this purpose that has kept her going, and she's lost sight of it. Yeah.
1: And, and that purpose being finding her
5: original mate? No. Her, no original her
4: purpose is like helping humanity. Okay. Great. She no see right
5: longer from, sees where she's making a dent. Hmm. Yeah. You, you see know. that
4: right from the very beginning where uh, she's just tired. She took a year off or however long she took hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And she does like uh, she doesn't see that they're having a positive impact and she says the world is worse than ever. I mean, I didn't like that part because the world is actually better than it's ever been. But, uh, right. and you'd think that an immortal who is around since before air conditioning would know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you think it's, <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing where you see, you know, um as, people age, and they get into their senior years, they're complaining about, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket sort of thing. The young kids today don't have any respect for anything.
3: It don't <clears throat> cost a nickel. Yeah. Get off my yard. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah of yard, where, get off my
1: and would it be the same thing with an immortal where the older you get, the more the more disgusted you are with the, with the changes that you see in, in society. Uh, Not just, I'm, I'm not talking about technology changes because granted, there's been a lot of technology changes that have dramatically improved the world. You know, as far as agriculture goes, as far as human comfort, you know, with air conditioning and, and medical and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's been those kinds of things, but would you feel that there has also been a degradation of um, societal norms as how as to how well people treat each other in general.
4: I don't really think like I don't think so because like I think that whole things were better when I was a kid or when I was young thing would definitely fade after two hundred years.
3: <laughs> well, it's like yeah. the things things have changed a lot in two hundred years.
4: Like you you, know? you'd get a lot of well, you'd look, see so, so much change. That yes, you would... in
3: two hundred years, there is only one billion people. Two hundred years ago, now there's almost eight. In fact, I would I think uh, Andy would be the perfect person to ask about all that social change because she would have seen human populations go from like handfuls of of, of band level villages to the megacities we have now. She would, as far as the disintegration of culture, it's just different. I mean. When you, when you have 8 billion people compared to, you know, a 100 million people,
4: mm-hmm.
3: individual human life doesn't mean as much. Um, simply, I, I would
4: argue that from her perspective, that's not quite true. Uh, why? Because she spent her entire thousands of years of existence fighting to protect people who needed protecting. She's she done that through... to protect through...
3: people that she actually knew.
4: That no. she actually
3: met no it was hands-on she actually actually was right there with those people she wasn't going to ignore people she knew
4: no because yeah. she was there that's where she was at the time she was limited
3: and every time that she did it she was there at the time
4: except as soon like we are like in in the present in the movies we find out that they are just like they take whatever jobs they can so, well, I think she did that
3: all by herself. For the most part until uh, she didn't meet up with those other three guys until much later
4: yeah but where we are in the movie they take whatever jobs they can to make the world a better place like that's their deal
3: why would they do that i mean they could just start they could do a basic straight up futurama bank account where they put like a penny in and like a few thousand years later there's like a lot of money in there because they need
4: a purpose you need something to keep you going Right. Well, it's
3: nice to have a buck or two on the side. I don't know that
1: well, they have. Aren't they taking? Aren't they taking jobs for money?
4: Yeah,
3: they get yeah. I mean, that's how it but, kind of starts out. Is... But they
4: take the jobs that they want to take. Well, which sure, are saving yeah, people.
3: The, the idea but, of broken mortals doesn't. That doesn't sound like fun. I, I
1: I don't know if I agree with that. That Seth, where they're taking jobs um, necessarily to save people. Um, yes they're they're not trying to do any harm they want to do stuff that um is not bad or evil but they're trying uh, the impression i got from it was that they were trying to take jobs that were very low profile because they didn't want to come up on the radar they don't want to be seen because that will give them away
4: yeah they don't they do want to keep low profile but like in the very first uh, scene uh, where uh, let's see uh, James Cope, Cope, Copley Copley, Copley. Yep. James Copley the ex-CIA operative is trying to convince them to take a job and the way he's chosen to convince them is that there are a bunch of girls need saving like that's how she mm-hmm. they are convinced to kind of come out and take this job and that's like from what we're given, what I was given to understand about the movie is that's the type of jobs that they've been taking. Mm-hmm. These where they save innocents. It uh, they talk about a couple a job that they did where they were saving hostages. Mm. And they are apparently the best at what they do at this sort of rescue kind of thing.
5: Right.
1: Well, as you would be after thousands, hundreds of years, but, yeah, yeah they're not... Wonder, One would
5: hope so. <laughs> I would wonder in previous jobs whether they eventually got to the point where that's what they wanted to do versus, you know, maybe 50, 100 years ago were they doing any kind of job. Right. I'd be curious to know what they were doing or what led them to that to that point because they don't they don't give us too much of a glimpse in that. What they do show us is historically over time they fought in a lot of different wars and a lot of different battles on a lot of different sides. mm mm-hmm. As they ultimately came together, uh now they're banded together, doing something which to us looks good, and I don't know if they just did that to to present a a good field or to relate better with those characters that you know they're saving people and whatnot but i would I would almost be curious over the last couple hundred years what kind of jobs have they been taking what what have they been doing and right. i would almost I would almost bet based off of a couple of characters and their personalities that maybe it wasn't all good, yeah um, well certainly not in medieval times,
4: right. Yeah, they but say they, you know, they all, fight for what they think is good, or what the they actors.
3: Right. All the actors portrayed that that deep time look on their face, mm-hmm. and it's like their eyes were like basically. And this is good acting, telling me that they've seen stuff yep. that they would rather never ever have seen and done things that they would rather never have done. Okay. And you felt the gravity of history on yeah. on, on their face. Well, and I think very good.
1: Yeah, and I think that, John, that's a good segue into what I think is one of the the most um, horrific concepts uh, presented in the series. And that was um, Charlize uh, Theron's, um, the first woman that Charlize Theron recruited into the group, the well, the yeah. second immortal, right? That it was a woman, they became good Win. friends, they fought together you know throughout many hundreds of you gotta, years gotta, i, I you guess, gotta explain
3: right? that the the immortals are random they just they, right. they're born and they don't know they're immortal i i, they, I guess until their first like injury
1: right you know, and we like, kind of touched on that with their that first with that, fatal
4: injury
3: right
1: that yeah, military that's woman.
3: activates it, it so that's like immortality puberty that just you know there you are well th-
4: they talk about that in that uh, like apparently the first few times it takes them longer to heal
3: right
1: right so anyway uh, this woman that she finds and I can't remember Quinn 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 that's right played by Ngo Than van right <coughs> if I'm saying if I'm saying that right I, I hope I am um, anyway so the two of them are just you know, it's like the ultimate buddy thing, which of course it would be because you'd be the only two immortals that you knew in the world, right? And the only the only person that you know wouldn't grow old and die on you or so you would believe. But so they fight together for maybe hundreds of years, but then when they get to the Middle Ages...
4: Probably closer to 1500 years.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. So, but then when they get to the Middle Ages... Um, they're somehow at that point people are starting to realize that these two never age and can't be killed
4: well what yeah what happens there is they are saving uh they are rescuing women who've been accused of witchcraft from Mm -hmm. one of the inquisitions Mm
2: -hmm.
4: and then they get captured and tortured and that's how the inquisition finds out that oh look witches these are witches.
1: Yeah, because they can't kill them, right? Because what do they yeah. hang them. They try to... So for a while, yeah, they
5: were subjected to a lot of torture. It was just, they, they definitely had a really dark period in their life where they right. were just you know, all the worst things.
1: Right. And, you know, in my mind, that, that would be something that would really jade you toward the rest of the human race, I would think. And I don't know how Charlize Theron's character did not just go totally down the dark side when that happened, but anyway, or, or what ultimately happens. So what we see happen is the, the inquisition can't kill them. And so instead they decide to implement this, what I call maybe a final solution where they take this Quinn woman and they put her in the equivalent of like an iron maiden kind of a thing. It's like a, an iron chest. Uh, There's Quinn. a photo of Quinn. And so they put her into this iron sarcophagus kind of thing, but it's open so you can see her face. And then they take that sarcophagus and put it on a ship, carry it out to sea and throw it overboard somewhere.
0: Mm. And
1: so it sinks to the bottom. And what you see is this Quinn woman um, repeatedly um, over hundreds of years, every few minutes she drowns, dies, wakes up drowns again dies wakes up and this is just going on repeatedly over centuries brought and- to you
3: by the roman catholic church the same people who brought you the anal pear and the <laughs> uh the bronze bull where they used to stuff people inside and then set a fire under it so that they'd roast alive inside oh, it right yeah right. the inquisition had some really neat neat fun things that they like to do to people mm-hmm
4: neat fun weird weird adjectives for that
1: (laughs) but imagine how horrible that would be to be you know on the bottom of the ocean you can't die all you do is repeatedly drowned every you know 30 seconds or a minute over hundreds of years
3: well Well, it's like that had me afraid when in highlander every when i first saw highlander the very first thing i thought about is being buried alive and having to be buried alive forever see that's, that's
4: I'm glad you brought up Highlander because that's what I kept thinking about during mm-hmm, this movie. Yeah. But
3: that's there doesn't have to be only one. In fact, it, but it's it it almost seemed the way they implied this role is like that there should be that there almost is always almost at least two um,
4: well uh, the old guard be. is kind of the reverse of Highlander whereas in highlander there can be only one and they were all gathering to fight and kill each other uh this is far more they're much more invested in the world than mm-hmm. the immortals were in highlander and they are drawn together not to kill each That's other right. but to support each other
1: yeah mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, the horrific thing to me. And it it almost kind of reminded me of there's Twilight Zone too, where this guy makes a bargain with the devil for immortality. But then he's arrested and sentenced to life in prison. You know, it's that kind of thing where, you know.
3: The the Rod Serling approach to to immortality.
1: Right, right. So it's that kind of thing where, yeah, you have immortality. But, you know, think of all the horrible downsides to that um, that could occur. Um
4: and they say that's their greatest fear is that's why they don't they can't be captured is because they're all terrified of being mm-hmm. locked away like that. Right. And I get that. I get right.
1: Or or in this case, captured and used as medical guinea pigs to try to find some way to, you know, create uh life extending pharmaceuticals, right?
4: Yeah, so I mean, like we're we haven't really talked about how each of these individuals is a basically a peerless warrior. They are the four and eventually five most uh, dangerous people on the planet, mm-hmm. and it seems like just like it's completely folly. To piss off someone who you can't kill and who is singularly more dangerous than an entire heavily armed squad of mercenaries.
5: I, I will think. say that the opening message of the movie presenting that was pretty epic. Yeah. yeah nothing this... cooler than Andy running around with a battle axe. Like, <laughs> you get some movies where people are carrying on cool weapons, you never really could see them use it. And then the first fifteen, twenty minutes, maybe you get her running around with a
3: battle axe and using it and just taking out. Well yeah. yeah. But who can who can use a battle axe in a gunfight? An immortal. She can? An immortal. Yeah. Someone who can get shot a few times and not care. Right. right. Yeah, right.
4: so you see yeah, like that is a great scene. Mm-hmm. That first scene where they uh they realize that they have been betrayed by uh Copley. Mm-hmm. And they're all the lights come up and the soldiers come out, and they're all just like, damn it. Yep. This is yeah. going to sting. So,
3: this, 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 so Copley basically sent those guys to their death because he knew that they were immortal.
4: Yeah, he, 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 he pretty, pretty they much, they much figured it out, and this hey, was the proof. I don't think yeah. he realized, I think he thought that this is, he was he was going to capture them right there
5: yeah that's true he, he
4: did, I don't think he realized that they would pop ups and be quite so combat ready in such a short amount of time right because he he you see him watching the video and he's like, Oh fuck me yeah,
1: yeah. So there's the Linda's put up an image there on the screen, so there's the uh mercenaries, and you can see a couple of them in the center there the uh the flare of the uh fire from their weapons. Uh, and then on the ground, you see all the immortals that have been shot and and theoretically killed. Um, although we see them slowly, their bodies are are um, uh, purging out the the metal shell fragments that they've been hit with, and and healing. And before you know it, they're up and and just wiping everybody out. So.
5: And I will say one thing I appreciate about the combat. This wasn't like long-distance firefights or anything like that. This was very up close and personal. When they're yeah. when they're fighting, it's like gun to the chest, gun to the face, not getting mm-hmm. you from across the room. All of them were very close and personal in combat.
4: Right. Well, I mean, that's how they would have grown up, probably. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, like Nile. Uh, she's the newest she's the one who gets killed and recently wakes up it would be interesting to see what her fighting style is in another 500 years or so, so right. she's started fighting out fighting with long distance weapons and less up close and personal
5: yeah where everyone else would have been daggers and swords or spears and stuff stuff like that but their holding has changed it's now guns but they're all still very up close and personal so Niall, like it would be cool to see that. I agree. Over a few hundred years, what what her fighting style becomes?
4: Yeah, but it can't be denied that that axe that uh, Charlize Theron's character has is fucking sweet. It yeah, is. Sweet. Yeah.
1: That's going to be. I think Ogram needs that for his.
4: <laughs> oh, I know. Watching this movie, I'm like, Ogram's going to make himself a special axe.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, you are question...
4: going to enchant it.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, one question I had, though, is um, at one point towards the end of the movie where they're in a battle at that pharmaceutical company, and uh, the two guys, um, I can't remember what their characters' names are.
4: Uh, they are, uh, it would be, I believe, Nikki and Joe.
1: Nikki and Joe, right. And so so they're fighting. But at one point, uh, one of the bad guys in that episode um, shoots one of them in the head, Right. Uh, kind of blows the back of his head off. And of course, it takes him a longer to heal, but eventually he does heal and come back. And, you know, in my mind, when you destroy someone's brain, which controls all of your autonomic processes um, and everything, how do you recover from that? And how do you, how do you, Rebuild a brain. If you could do it, how do you build it fix with all the, that you yeah, had lost? Yeah. Rebuild it with all the neurons and dendrites in the right connectivity order that you have all of the memories that you started with.
2: Nikki and Joe.
1: Yeah, they're there. That's when Love, they're being yeah. grabbed. The, by.
4: Yeah. So this that was actually a fantastic scene. It was like yep. th- those. They got uh, they get captured and one of and uh now i'm forgetting their names again nikki or joe Joe, yeah but joe uh joe is the he's the the guy with the beard i think yeah joe's the guy with the beard and so those two are in the picture you can obviously tell they're together but when they're uh nikki hasn't woken up yet and he's really worried and one of the soldiers goes oh is he your boyfriend and nikki's just like you are a child (laughs)
2: right Right. and has
4: this fantastic speech is like about just like how much they've been through and what they are to each other and just like beyond
2: anything that guy could could even imagine
4: yeah and just shuts him the fuck down. I know, they had nothing to say after that. <laughs> and then they kiss and then for a, like longer than uh, like longer than you'd think would be in most TV shows they, they get a good kiss in there and then those soldiers react like
3: good 5
5: they're Mr. trying that to game. Game.
4: Yeah, like, hey. that's
5: enough of this just shut yeah. this so, down. <laughs>
4: right. This is gonna go on for a while, we gotta stop this before it go- <laughs>
3: before we get involved yeah. <laughs> one Mississippi, yeah that was right. movement, Mississippi.
4: that was homophobia shut down really well it's like that speech and then that kiss
3: yeah right yeah that was that was that was an epic scene i like that one
1: so it sounds like uh this is um they're trying to make this a trilogy of movies so I'm, I'm there sure could be two will. more movies i always thought it would be a good series too but uh
4: I would watch two more movies of this. Oh, yeah, definitely. It. it
1: was very well shot, well acted, um, good premise. Can and, we just
3: um, declare Netflix the winner of all of these like cable wars? <laughs> because it's like, I thought Disney was going to be a threat to Netflix, but it's not. No. Nothing yeah. is a threat to Netflix. Netflix I keeps know. cranking out the best stuff. Yeah. It's like unparalleled.
4: Okay, so Netflix keeps cranking out a ton of stuff. So we stuff. don't talk about the misses here. We're talking well, about the, the I, good ones. Of course,
3: ones. if you if you're gonna just, if you're gonna use like rapid fire, you're gonna miss a couple. I mean, I sure. know,
4: but they they have had a lot of good shows. And, and Bill they- is
3: nice enough to scan them and make us talk about them on the show well so i was actually going find to find thank... all the bad ones for us that's, that's that's what bill that's why we love you bill i, I
4: was <laughs> gonna thank bill for uh turning us on to a show that was actually going to still be on netflix after uh we got our episode that, out that's
3: true week. and and you know and and thank you for tusk and the ptsd <laughs> and thank you for uh what under the skin and the absolute complete confusion that that ensued and it's like yeah that yeah, now let
4: that go Bill.
3: I don't know I don't go. know
1: if we I don't think we mentioned it last time but I saw a news report or a story that under the skin is now the the premise for that is in a bidding war for a couple of different um, uh, companies that want to produce a series based on under the skin so that could there be very go. interesting. <laughs> maybe John you'll get some of your answers.
3: Could could there be a series if the series is actually true to the original?
4: Well, the I original is could. a book. Well, so. The original,
3: uh, the original show. I imagine the book actually lays out a lot more premise than the show, the movie did. I'm guessing
4: that the bidding war is for based on the book and not the movie.
3: Ah, okay, that makes sense. That does.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that. that
3: <clears throat> like, there's a new dune movie coming out this year yes i know put it in my you.
4: eyes say it, what? put <laughs> it in my eyes i know i'm
3: right there with you it's like but it's like i liked. i'm gonna love this i like the original dune movie i love the books and it's like it's like the the movie the the 1984 movie is in no way even you know there's very little connection
1: the eighty four uh, movie was the one that had Patrick Stewart in it, wasn't it?
3: And Sting. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Sting's role was. I, I was expecting more from Sting, but you know, hmm. the, it's
4: all but, right. I mean, the nineteen eighty four movie, though it diver- it, it still had a fair amount in common with the book.
3: It did, but well, it's it's, like, its
4: own classic, though.
3: It is. No, the books are just awesome. They are. They. It's like it's it's thousands of pages it's like but you can't put it down you just can't it's it's so good but it's like i i I wouldn't know how to be true to the book tell you the truth i
4: I listened to it on uh, audiobook again very recently and it still holds up it's just one of those it's it's such a good book like but, frank herbert had some good dialogue in there some good plot twists. but, but
3: 19 the, the 1984 movie was not true to the book per se this will probably not be true to the book it'll be it'll have interpretation uh under the skin was i don't not know uh, I, I i it's it's an interpretation shall we say i don't know what the book would have looked like um the the book would have had to explain things wouldn't it i mean does the
1: does having seen the movie make you want to read the book
3: um to see if there's answers not really no it's like (laughs) it makes me it makes me i i would like to ask the author some questions though about how he feels about the movie but chris
1: you did you see under the skin or have you
3: seen it no i haven't seen that one don't 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 don't. save (laughs) save the two hours of your life
1: you, it's uh, I. I think you might like it, Chris. It's
3: uh, it's a thinker. If you like God, movies that make you it's think, Netflix now you can't see it. Sorry, <laughs> can't I'll find
5: it somewhere. Too bad. It'll
4: be uh, out there. Now that we're talking about Netflix again, mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about Warrior Nun.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's so. That's a new series that has uh, recently released out on Netflix, and. um Linda and I have finished it. I think, uh, Chris, you've seen yeah. it all. Seth's kind of got a good start on it. And John's partway through episode one. So we'll try not to spoil it too much for John. He's doomed. <laughs>
2: but,
3: <clears throat> Sorry. It, it looks good. But also, this is the weekend that uh, Umbrella Academy came out. So it's like, you know.
4: Uh, there's see, another one I need to watch. Yeah, you you yeah, will I love it. It's I haven't started it's really that entertaining. yet. So we'll have to start that.
1: So so Warrior Nun. Um, briefly. Seth, you want to talk about? I was going
4: to ask Chris to give us the brief. Oh, yeah. Down. All right, Chris. Oh, well, I he knows right. more about it than I do.
5: <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, one thing to note is that there are some uh, uh, comics that kind of give a little bit more premise on uh, Warrior Nun and, and maybe where it originated from. But, uh, you know, essentially figure out how to get around this without any major
4: spoilers for those
5: who who haven't seen it
3: oh no, no I, I don't worry about me oh all right all right, all right. yeah so, uh, give me
4: some minor spoilers about where i haven't seen but you know
3: it, yeah it, it's all good i'm still gonna watch it so it's all good
5: yeah the main character uh eva 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 yeah um basically it's thrust into this world of you know, these, these warrior nuns and, and you're fighting demons and everything like that when she's basically, you know, risen from the dead uh, when this magical halo is placed into her. And um, kind of the story follows her and her having to kind of accept uh, her quote unquote destiny. Um, I have kind of pros and con thoughts about that. Um, but, uh, you know, it follows her and her path with these warrior nuns and and uh, fighting against uh, demons, angels, things of that nature, um, it was it was pretty good. It is it is another action type series, uh, but I caution it starts out a bit slow. It, it, it starts action packed, then it kind of slows down a bit, and you get a lot of character development. Um, the one there on the right uh, with the shotgun, I think her, I think they call her Shotgun Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty awesome. She's you know a heavy arms user. Uh the one on the left there uh I just think I have her in my list that's um, Sister Lilith. Um oh, I don't that think movie. that's Lilith. That's
4: Beatrice. Beatrice? Uh oh, Sister Beatrice. Sister yeah.
5: Beatrice. Um there is another one not on the screen here uh Lilith. Right. Um she's kind of also a, a key character in this because Lilith is, you know, she's die hard. For you know the warrior nuns, I, I kind of felt like in the beginning she she thought she should have been given, you know, the halo as the next person. That's not how it went down. So there's a struggle there between, you know, internally with the nuns and, and Lilith um kind of pushing against uh you know, she's not very accepting of what happened. And so there's kind of a battle and she starts hunting Ava down kind of how this starts.
3: Can you explain um, the halo to to our Yeah, the
5: halo, um we're led to believe it's it's kind of a, a weapon for you know the leader, warrior, nun. Um to and it gets some special abilities, right? Some superpowers. Um they can heal. Um they have
3: that is not the halo.
4: Super strength, face, That's a version object. of the
5: halo. Yep. <laughs> So, yes. um, yeah. the, the halo yeah. is
3: installed yeah. in the, in the back. back. Here's
5: a nice uh, picture going in the back, but they basically insert this halo it looks a little gross initially uh into this person's back. If you remember Tron, it kind of looks like that you know yeah the, 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 oh, di- yeah.
3: the disc yeah and that and you know, the halo yeah. like Tron,
5: now it's a halo that gives an example
1: do you want to explain where the halo came from
5: um, yeah, so uh, how it's explained is uh during some battle uh, a while ago, uh, I forget which in medieval times in medieval times yeah they were they were fighting and and there is a uh, a female warrior there who is fighting gets,
1: for the church I think right yeah she's
5: she's fighting for the church and she starts to fall in battle looks like she's not going to make it and this uh, it quote unquote angel shows up out of nowhere and saves her life and gives her this halo is halo. Kind of then on, that's what you know, she becomes this warrior nun kind of thing. Yeah, right?
4: so he and takes then,
1: his halo and yeah. then puts it basically inside her back, right? Yeah. And the skin kind of seals back up around it, it brings her back to life.
4: Yeah, and, she and can then battling. And then, whenever one of the halo bearers I don't know what they call them but whenever they die, they have a special tool that they use to remove the halo because you see a guy try and grab it yeah. and take it and it just mm-hmm. like burns right through his fingers. Yeah, it just vaporizes them.
5: It can't be held by any like ordinary hand or anything like that. They have a special tool to kind of use it, to move it from one person to the next. Yep. Yeah. Imagine
1: yeah. a, imagine a halo that's uh, the temperature of the sun <laughs> and you went to try to pick it up. It just vaporizes <laughs> your flesh. Right. Yeah. And it kind of does the same thing when you put it on a person's back. It just kind of, Just sinks right into the back, but you're then it's interestingly enough. Then your flesh kind of seals around it
3: when they removed it from the woman who had it, who was dying. It was truly gruesome, yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty, it was gruesome for sure. Yeah, uh, the The woman didn't say anything while she was dying, I would be like screaming, (laughs) right? Just turned into molten something, Mm. right? Yeah.
4: Well, oh, I mean that's right through your spine, so maybe taking it out. She didn't feel anything, you know. Maybe, just, yeah,
3: maybe no pain. Mm.
1: I don't think I'd want to risk it.
4: But yeah, <laughs> Ava's character, like she, like starts off the series. Like the series starts off with her dead. Yes. And the the convent is under attack and one of the other nuns not the warrior nun but one of the nuns who had just like taken the halo out of the back of this previous uh previous person had put it like put it in her to hide because the next person wasn't ready yet and nobody ex- and like they didn't expect her to just like come back to life
2: mm-hmm
1: Right. And so, <clears throat> I think it's important here that we we talk about the fact that, so this halo, <clears throat> when it's been put into one of these nuns, mm-hmm. they become the halo bearer, and they become pretty much invincible in battle. They can't be killed. Well, they can be, but they, they can only be killed with a special type of metal, which they call divinium, yep. which is oh, yes. um, metal that was... Um, was found and was part of the, I guess, shield or armor suit of that angel that gave the halo to that first nun. And so <clears throat> people are finding that, um, that, that metal, that divinium, and they're using it yep. in different things, um, explosives or bullets or whatever, to try to kill um, the halo bearer, whoever that happens to be. Now, the halo bearer, in addition to not being killed by normal weapons, also has the ability to see uh, demonic creatures, um, whether they're incorporeal demonic things or actual physical beasts. And the one um, I can't remember what kind of a beast it is.
4: Tarask. Uh, Tarask.
1: Yeah, which is this gigantic uh, demon uh, from the depths of hell. Um, that can smell the halo. And whenever the halo is outside of a human body, the Tarrasque will pick up the scent of it and begin tracking it. And once a Tarask is on the scent of the, the halo, it it pretty much is unstoppable. So, of course, the halo, when it's removed from this warrior nun that's killed at the beginning, this halo... Uh, before it's put into another person, is exposed to the air for quite a while, and that is what um, gets the attention of this Tarrasque and brings it back to the uh, mm-hmm. material plane, where it can only exist for short periods of time. There's a there's a picture
4: yeah, that that thing's freaky looking,
1: really freaky looking. So the advantage to us is that it can only exist in our material world for short periods of time. Um, you Good know, advantage. A few, few minutes or whatever uh but when it's here it can do a lot
3: of damage
4: in a real short period
3: yeah. well, it can only exist it's really like problem. this right it's yeah like usually it travels around as like a cloud of gas doesn't it
4: real, real diablo vibes there
1: i no i don't um i didn't get the i don't remember it being a cloud of gas i think those were the um
4: Demonic influences that she 's able to see I thought. yeah
1: the, those were the ones that are that are going around and and they 're actually entering people and bringing out the dark sides of their per personalities and making them commit evil. Um, I think the Trask, when he materializes, he just comes out as a Trask and he's does his thing and you
4: now, you yeah. want to talk about shitty eternities, how much would it suck to be a demon? whose job is just to go around to college students and get them to be assholes for all of eternity. <laughs> that, right. That is it, a shit job.
1: Well, and, and, and probably fairly easy.
4: Yeah, exactly. No challenge Right. and completely unimpressive results. Right. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Now he's, now the demons are probably just going into college kids telling them to have COVID parties.
3: Have, have what?
4: <laughs> like Harold oh, the demon. Harold the demon, he gets to influence CEOs, but you're stuck with these shitty college kids. No hope. No no room for improvement in that job. That's eternal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how's that
3: how's that evaluation work anyway? So you got them to drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Now we're right. not talking about that. Right.
5: There's probably a couple other areas we could touch on there. There's a couple other, you know, who are the bad guys or who we think were are the bad guys in this series? I think we've got the, sure. uh, the, um, the company, the Cardinal the company. Yeah. And the Cardinal. Right. Those right. Are two major parts of the story. Right.
1: Right. So, yeah. So it, y- y- you get the impression when you're uh, watching the series and I don't want to give anything away here, but the, there's, Parts of the church that seem to be evil, and other parts that are good that want to use halo for good. Uh, okay,
4: now Bill. Yes. Are you are you saying that part of the Catholic Church might be evil?
3: <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's, it's, it's a movie, Seth. It's a movie. Right. <laughs> it's a movie.
4: <laughs> <It's a laughs> oh, not not reality. Okay. Yeah. Actually,
1: what I what I'm what I probably should have said is that the movie kind of takes a little bit of liberty in that they present portions of the church as good.
3: <laughs> it's kind of, it, did, did you all catch the part where the Anna is her name? Ava, 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 Ava was a paraplegic.
4: Yeah. We uh, didn't mention action. that. I, oh, oh yeah.
5: You did, yeah. So when she, yeah, when she's given the halo and she's brought back from the dead, one of the things that, that she gets back is her ability to walk because she couldn't yeah. walk.
1: Yeah, and she's actually a quadriplegic.
5: Quadriplegic. Yeah. Right. And this, and this
1: we do location, see we do see at some point <laughs> she does get the ability to raise one finger on her hand towards one of the uh the nuns that's caring for her that is a absolutely um horrific person.
3: Yeah, what's wrong with her? What's up with that? It's like she's uh, just not she's just how can you be mean to a paraplegic? How can know. you do it? A quadriplegic. I mean yeah.
4: yeah, I think we covered this under Catholic Church.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, she seemed to truly enjoy it. Like, she did a bit, yeah. So some
1: people are just mass uh, sadists and they, treated, they revel in it.
3: You treated Ava like she was like innately evil. It's like right. like like Ava Catholic Church. <laughs> what Innate could Ava evil have yes. done as a as a quadriplegic? To piss off this nun so much, it's like right. I, I'm, yeah. well,
4: I'm guessing that Ava never really bought into the Catholic uh, or bought into the religious doctrines yeah, um, of an all loving right. God. Being yeah, I, her I,
5: the, that, I think that's part of the story where it starts to slow down a little bit because when she's given that halo and she kind of escapes in the very beginning, she wants to spit, she wants nothing to do with them, she wants nothing to do with their story, their battle, oh, can't, she can't, wants to can't live She's got a new lease on it. She can walk. She can move. She she wants to have, you know, boyfriends. She wants to get out and hang out with people. And and that's part of the struggle in the series.
1: Yeah. And and I think uh, one of the interesting, cool things about it is that because her whole life from the time of a very young child, when she was in this auto accident, she's been a quadriplegic. She's never been out and done a lot of the things that kids that are her age and out in the world now just take for granted um you know going to bars and having relationships walking and,
4: walking walking. and running and up a glass of water and yeah.
1: dancing yeah um any of that stuff and um so into
4: a
3: pool and remembering you can't swim yes right, <laughs> right right
1: so there's a lot of that kind of stuff which uh, which is uh, makes it uh, interesting as well to see things from from that particular perspective that you don't often that you don't often get. So, but yeah, I like the show. I'm looking forward to uh, the the next season of it. Um, I think it's uh,
3: what I'm saying. Netflix is keeps rolling out the hits. Mm-hmm. Yes, Seth, they do throw out some bad ones, but if the...
4: I'm I'm not saying that they aren't like consistently making some really good stuff. I'm just saying they're also making some really bad but, stuff.
3: But who else is even competing in the area? In, in Amazon's getting close. They're getting better. They are. Like, I'm really looking forward to the new season of The Boys. I am yeah. so ready for that. Uh,
4: HBO like, Max, uh, I'm sure once they get their content up and running.
3: I will try that when they release the Snyder Cut. And I'll see if I like it or not. But it's like, The
1: Snyder Cut.
3: Uh, Justice League? Uh, no. Justice League. Yeah, the, the original director roll. walked away from it because <laughs> his child died. So mm. they had uh, Joss Whedon finish it, mm. and he says he's got a better version. And they've oh, actually so. greenlighted funding for him to finish it. Yeah. They're going to release it on HBO Max and uh, sometime, sometimes soon. Next year, I thought. Next year, I thought hmm. it was. Uh, I, I didn't think it was this year, but maybe it is. Wherever they, whenever they do it, I'll I'll sign up for HBO Max and see if yeah. I like it.
1: HBO Max um, right now has got uh, some real momentum issues um, just based on the fact that they do not have a presence on Roku or or Amazon Fire TV. I
5: I agree with that. I I have a Roku that I use in my office and uh, I don't have it. I have the HBO now is the description I came from. I was grandfathered in HBO Max, but Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed right now because series that, That if I go to another TV and it's been upgraded to HBO Max, I can watch a series on there, but it doesn't sync back to HBO Now. Mm -hmm. Right, Roku, and
4: that's yeah, that's what's keeping me off of a lot of uh, what I want to watch on HBO Max is I can't watch it in my office. That yeah. seems
5: like a big miss. I don't. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I don't it. get that either.
4: Yeah. Well, it's probably that they didn't have the apps ready. I don't know no, why. No, that's why not it's it. Taken months and months, like, and we you still don't that, have them. Yeah, like,
1: that's that's not the case. Um, the apps have been ready for all the platforms. The problem right now is that there is a war going on, and um, of course, we imagined that it was going to be a war between. Um, content providers where you would see Netflix fighting with Amazon or Disney or whatever for subscribers. And it's actually now turning into a war between content providers and content distributors. Mm -hmm. And it's a battle over who has the rights and the ability to gather data on subscribers. Mm. That is the biggest question right now. HBO Max, um, in their app, they want to have sole um, access to subscriber data, which they will then sell back to other parties, including um, content distributors, uh, advertisers, and things like that. But that's where a lot of the real money is in this, is in tracking subscribers' habits, views, interests, and figuring out what, how to market to mm-hmm. them. Roku's and not pay for that. What's that?
5: Roku's not going to want to pay for that.
1: No, they don't. They want to have access to it. They want to have access Ooh. to that data. And so that's the that's the huge sticking point now. And so does Amazon. Amazon and Netflix both want that data. And that is where the big battle is right now with HBO Max. HBO Max had, had the apps ready to go, but they oh, haven't I, completed I, I, that agreement. Amazon so
3: through, how did they work they that Amazon, out with Apple then? I do. I get Amazon through my Roku. Why can't I get this through my Roku? Well, exactly.
1: Because because HBO and Roku have not come to an agreement yet. And also because um, Roku now is looking at these um, platforms that are coming out. That have a much more massive subscriber base, and they want a larger piece of that revenue puzzle. So they not only want the subscriber data, but they want to charge a, they want to charge the uh, provider a higher premium based on the fact that they've got this huge subscriber base. So um, so that's where it's at right now. And they said
3: they
4: don't. What do you mean? Yeah, they do. Roku's really? awesome.
3: They don't have a huge subscriber base. Oh, yeah,
4: they do. They've got a huge user base. base, Not a subscriber base, but a huge user base. Right. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of people get their streaming services via the Roku sticks.
3: No, no, I thought you were talking about HBO Max. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no. No, Roku does, yeah. I'm being one of them myself.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we've got a few Roku sticks in the house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's actually an article that just came out. Um it was like a July 15th and it's both um Peacock, which is the new streaming service for yeah. um, NBC, NBC and HBO Max and neither of them are on Roku or Amazon's Fire TV. And um that that's the reason. Um
5: and I will not watch them then. So Right. That's fair. That's true. That's what it ends up been.
1: So what I've been doing, uh, which works well because I have subscription to HBO Max, is um, I have my um, my Google Pixel book in the living room by my by my couch, and so I will just pick that up, uh, find what I want to watch on HBO Max there, and then I just Chromecast it to my TV because oh, yeah. I have one of those Chromecast sticks, well, and and that is, works.
3: Uh, what's on HBO Max?
1: Um, Well, they've got all the Harry Potter stuff. Um, They've got all the DC stuff. Um, They have Rick and Morty. Uh, They have all the
4: Miyazaki movies.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah, they actually have quite a bit. Everything that was in their initial HBO subscriptions for now is in there, and then some. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. So they've uh, got
1: all the Bill Maher stuff. They've got John Oliver. Um, all of the stuff from the HBO series, of course. All the Game of Thrones stuff is out there, um, and then just lots of movies from um, old classic movies all the way up to current. Oh, they've stuff.
4: got. Yeah, they've got all the Warner Brothers stuff, like yeah. the old the yeah. Looney mm-hmm. Tunes cartoons.
1: Yep. Yep.
3: Batman's I mentioned.
1: Yeah, I yeah, they've first- got Batman, Superman. Um, a lot of those are out there. Yeah, a lot, all the DC stuff. All so, three, like, what, if you go, you know, how you go to Disney, or if you have Disney, and Disney has those different areas you can click on. Like, if you want Star Wars, you click on that, and then it pulls up all the Star Wars content. Uh, HBO Max has the same type of interface where you can click on DC and it will pull up all the DC stuff. Um, South Park. Or Harry Potter, or something. and Doctor Park. Who. Yeah, they've got Doctor Who. Oh
4: yeah, they've got the BBC stuff.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. how much a month? Um, well, it's uh, <laughs> normally it's the same as HBO now was so fourteen ninety nine, yeah. but they also had a, a pre launch special. If you were not currently one of their customers, you could get it for like eleven ninety nine, and. Um, so I just canceled my HBO now, and then I just subscribed to it using one of my other email addresses as a new customer. So I got it for the 1199 yeah. for a year.
4: That's what I did. Yeah. Except I didn't cancel an account first. Mm.
1: So yeah, so I figured it was, it was good to get it for, you know, 1199 for a year wasn't too bad for all that content that they were all providing. Right. So, cause we already know. had, we were already paying for HBO now anyway, which is 15. So now we're saving, 3 bucks a month or whatever it is. I'm
3: getting tired of all these these independent services though.
4: Yeah, I know you are. Well,
5: yeah, <laughs> but we could go back to how it is with cable and then they charge us 150 bucks a month. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. But it's I like this.
4: You're right. It's, I like this new world where I don't have I get to choose which some subservi- well, services I subscribe for. to well, and I never have to watch another ad. This is the best life.
3: Well, it's just Disney kind of disappointed me.
4: Well, then don't but, subscribe to it. Watch The Mandalorian for a month and let it go.
3: I watched Mandalorian. I kept it because I, I, I wanted to keep Hulu. I guess there's better ways to keep Hulu, but yeah, it's like...
2: It makes you work to find the best thing for you. It
1: yeah. does. It
3: requires a lot more work. i need Hulu for the Orville. Yeah. I, I want to watch HBO Max for uh, the Snyder Cut every service I, apple tv i want to see because they're doing the foundation series peacock i want to see because they're doing brave new world it's like yeah. i want to see all these things but it's like i don't want all right. this. right and all apple tv has
1: is... uh um, that uh space series where the I, I can never think of the damn name of it um where the russians beat us to the moon that's, that's oh yeah space
3: but if they're not even all gonna be on Roku, then what the hell? Yeah,
4: everything I think except it, HBO Max is on Roku. You can get Apple TV on Roku now. Yeah. yeah. I think
1: that's going to be worked out. It's just a matter of, you know, um the negotiation going on and and who has the who ultimately has the power. And it seems to me based on the I guess lack of um substantial growth in hbo max as far as its adoption by people due to the fact that it's not on roku it seems to me roku has the upper hand right now and nbc may end up you know giving as well as peacock cuz i mean let's face it roku and amazon fire tv are the two biggest distribution platforms out there if you're not on those i mean
5: yeah, there's a lot of people even with like built-in Android TVs or built-in, you know, right. whatever Roku program, TVs, and still go out and they buy a Roku or something like that. I mean, I enjoy the fact that I'm my Roku, I can just say, "Hey, I'm looking for this show," and it'll go through my subscriptions and find out where I can where I can watch it for free or if I have to pay for it because it's not covered in there. It's all there, you know.
1: Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it says. Uh... This article says, uh, everyone likes to talk about the streaming wars being between like Disney versus Netflix, but the reality is that there's hundreds of channels on cable television that have flourished and been successful. If you're not on a Roku or Amazon Fire Stick distribution platform, that is a problem for your distribution channel.
3: Yeah, I figured HBO Max would want to work that out before they rolled it out. That should have been step one, I would think. Yeah, well, I
4: think that the I think HBO Max wanted to get out there as close to Disney as they could. Right,
1: right, and they also figured that um, uh, customers would. Um, start complaining to the distribution services that they couldn't get access to their their content because uh, HBO Go is effectively gone now you that's gone that's discontinued HBO now has just been rebranded as HBO Now as HBO um nice. And uh, eventually, I think that'll go away and just HBO Max will be left once the negotiations are complete with uh, the, distribu- the content distributors. So,
3: What do you think about streaming services that try to emerge past this point? Uh, is, it, is, is there going to be too much of an uphill climb? Because I think Peacock is extremely late to the game.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it depends a lot on what content they've content, got.
4: Right, yeah, depends on um, what they offer.
1: It's going to yeah. be first distribution. You've got to be out there and be accessible to people on the popular platforms that people are mm-hmm. using. And then it's going to be content. I mean, CBS is out there. Um, CBS has content out there. Um, they've got like the new um, uh, Twilight Zone series, which um, is okay. okay. um, <laughs> um and then, of course, Star Trek, I think, is the other bigger draw, at least for mm-hmm. me. And um, right now, they're they're kind of in a glut because they don't have any new Star Trek out there because the Picard series has been out for a while. Discovery is not quite feet. ready.
3: They're yeah. dragging their feet on getting new content, and that's going to cost them if they don't pick it up a bit.
4: I right. mean, we're kind of seeing that happen with the DC's uh, streaming platform. And oh, the, the
3: Extended Universe?
4: Well no just their stream the DC has their own streaming channel DC,
3: DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that actually is dead. I thought they it, killed
4: that. It and is. And put like- it in
3: the Warner Brothers site which is now dead also and is going to uh the um the Peacock site. Uh, Warner Brothers no, uh, is uh, HBO, HBO Max, Max I think. Yeah. Yeah it's- uh, no yeah it's all going to Max sorry. Uh so-
4: yeah, we'll see, we'll see streaming services rise and fall. And my guess is that like, I would almost say that CBS is eventually going to go to somebody else unless they can get a good stream of new consistent new content and keep up a good subscriber base.
1: So here's, here's a question for you guys then. So, right now there's all of these different streaming services out there and they're all kind of competing with one another for, for subscribers. And, That, to me, seems like a good way to keep subscription prices low because everybody's trying to be low enough to get subscribers. But what happens when things start consolidating and, you know, like we see with the airlines, you get down to maybe four choices instead of maybe a dozen choices or maybe even two choices. Maybe you end up with Netflix and Amazon as your two choices. And at which point they can pretty much, you know, set the subscription cost as mm-hmm. high as they want
4: well no because like we've already lived in that world though like yeah. for the longest time it was netflix was the only game in town yeah. mm-hmm. and you had some involvement of apple through uh, buying digi- like we we're, we're already in a world where we've got uh you, it won't be like cable where only like two are available in your area they're on the internet, so everyone can have at them mm-hmm. and up and, and subscribe or unsubscribe whenever uh, they want to. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, they are always going to be motivated to keep their price low enough that people, like, leave that subscription going when there's not something they want to see. Like some new show they want to see out on mm-hmm.
2: it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And true, true capitalism. Like
4: I think, <laughs> I think we're always going to have at least four major players, and mm-hmm. a ton of smaller bit players, like uh, Showtime and other, uh, mm-hmm. other, uh, other of these media company or channels that were traditionally the the bonus package channels on cable. Right, yeah.
3: Yeah. At least until Disney buys them all. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know,
1: uh, I wonder if that's the case because, um, I mean, when you think about it, and Chris, you probably would agree with this as well, that maintaining the IT infrastructure to provide access to all of this content and all of these subscribers that want to get in and get access to the content and stream it reliably is not inexpensive. And, right. you know, these bit players, if they're not going to be able to charge high enough prices to make a reasonable profit and pay for all this IT infrastructure, mm-hmm. there's going to be a disincentive for them to go it alone and maybe team up with some other service
5: mm-hmm. where or they kind of
1: pool their resources and pool their IT con- services and, and make it – um, easier for them to provide that content at a reasonable price and still make a profit.
5: Yep. I mean, no, I, I 100% agree. It's not, it's not inexpensive to start. Yeah. Um, I do start to wonder uh, whether some of the smaller ones would start considering sharing that infrastructure just, just to cover that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Share .IT. resources, share hardware resources, hosting
5: resources, that sort of stuff. At, at that point, I mean, let's be real here. Amazon, Microsoft, some of those larger cloud hosting companies end up reaping, on, reaping that money anyway. So right. Amazon true. Amazon's got its own you know, platform. yep. They also have a service where they provide those cloud streaming uh, infrastructure. So right. Amazon makes money no matter what at the end of the day. I right.
1: And that, and that cloud uh, streaming infrastructure is not cheap. No, it's that not. Amazon hosting is expensive. We're using that, you know, for my company as well. So, and will, we know I will
5: argue though that um, there's another problem that goes along with that where these companies are going to start paying attention to and that's our cable our internet providers and their data caps.
1: Sure, right. So you
5: shift to streaming and everything, that's one thing that's often ignored. It's like, oh, great, you can stream these shows. They're getting a yeah. higher quality, a lot more, you know, 4K, higher mm-hmm. bit rate, uh, sure. But you still get people that are having trouble streaming there or they have to pay just to stream those shows. Right. And in a time like now with, with COVID, we're all streaming more, unless you have like unlimited data. I bet you there are people out there hitting a lot of their data caps right now.
1: Right. Especially when you take into account, you know, Zoom meetings that people are doing. Yep. Um, just. Either with families or friends or whatever, that all that all adds up. And you know, Seth, what you were talking about a little bit ago with Netflix, uh, when they were kind of the only game in town and the prices were still low. Back then, there were a lot more people that were subscribed to cable, and that's true. You know, cable was the alternative, and if Netflix hadn't kept their prices low. Um, people would have just said you know it's not worth it i'll just stay on on cable and you know uh, my subscription to all that content there so i think wow. they had a little bit of incentive to keep prices low to to get people away from cable and you know go with either at what was at the time the the monthly cds where you would you know go out and order a movie and it would be mailed to you (laughs) or or you would do the the subscription the streaming service so
4: well i mean cable's still there like that's still a competitor for them true true. if their prices get too high and all of a sudden cable's a better deal people will go back to cable i don't think
2: cable will ever be a better deal
4: (laughs) yeah i think but they, well, cable could have always done smart things, but they yeah. were the monopoly. Right? Yeah. they got to set all the terms. They got yeah. to bun, They got to bundle in those stupid QVC channels. Yeah, and sure. pay X amount to get the three channels you wanted to see, yeah. but with. Right. <laughs> 150 others. That yeah, a lot of
5: people watched. ask for, you know, a la carte cable channels for a long time. They're like, look, we're, we're happy with cable, but I just want to pay for what I'm actually going to watch. Right. right. Yeah. So well, I will argue that we've shifted to the subscription-based model for just paying for Netflix or HBO or whatever. Um, right now, at least for me personally, you know, four or five different subscriptions and I'm still not paying as much as I would for cable. Yep. Right. All those
2: yeah.
5: stations. But right. cable... Hey. Just over time, just it costs too much for what you get.
4: Yeah. Right, a Cable could have done that decades ago. Right. They mm-hmm. could have done these simple packages where you paid for the 10 channels you wanted to see the most. And you had access to those channels. You paid a smaller amount per month. They could mm-hmm. have done that decades ago, but they didn't. And now their lunch is getting eaten by these uh, subscription mm-hmm. services that do yeah. exactly what we want.
5: Yeah, but there's well, plenty of people to, to Bill's point, it's still competitive though, because I know I have a lot of friends still, uh, granted, a lot of them older, but even some around my age that still, like, whenever they move or they get to a new apartment or whatever, they still get cable. It's yeah. just a
3: normal they're okay throwing that money away and they just do it for entertainment. I understand, but if you want like internet, Cox is where you go. It's not
4: like, well, not for you, Bill, right. but you,
3: Bill, you know that you're special. Got I got
4: CenturyLink.
3: You. No, yeah. actually, Bill, tell people what really this fucking pisses me off. <laughs>
4: <Bill laughs> there
2: goes the clear rating. The internet. Bill, <laughs> I already
3: tell people what up. we really <laughs> already
5: this
3: Yeah. What was your question, John? Tell people about your fucking internet. Now, well, so I've got so I've got the, the CenturyLink
1: gigabit fiber service to the house. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so I have gigabit Ethernet and it's like 60 bucks a month and I'm locked in for life.
3: And it's and, the highest level. And what kind of and there's
1: no no bandwidth limits.
3: What kind of transmission speed do you get?
1: Um, yeah, I'm so I get like, you know, nine hundred megabits upload download speeds. <clears throat> so That's I mean what I've and, got. and I'm eating up quite a bit of you're that, on, actually. because you're on. Yeah, you're on so fiber. I mean, a little <laughs> more than double that. What's that?
5: I pay, a, I pay a little more than double that for just one gig download not mm-hmm. even close on the upload yeah yeah and
1: you're on because you're on Cox.
5: Yeah because I'm on Cox yeah. and then I also do
3: unlimited data because
5: I use I hit my data caps like I mentioned. Oh, so right. All
3: right. tell them up. tell them tell them the secret Bill tell them about how it does they don't offer that everywhere. Yeah oh, they because don't because
2: they they don't have fiber everywhere.
3: Yeah right. I'm hearing a clicking sound I want to hear Bill say you know I want to hear Bill say it. I want to hear people say they don't. I don't know
4: what you're mad about, man.
3: <laughs> because he's he's not a real boy. He well, because a lot of stuff, right? right so Having
1: CenturyLink, too, though. I, I was we were fortunate in that CenturyLink came out to our neighborhood because we they wanted to the do a trial of their yeah yeah their service that would compete with Cox their their yeah. tele, their cable equivalent. Um, mm-hmm. service that they would distribute on fiber. So they came out here and pulled fiber into this neighborhood. And then they, then they.
3: So for... you're telling me that they actually came to you to ask you to use their fast internet. Yeah. they did. The oh, same all thing. the time. So, Seth, so no, what happened was there. No matter Seth, you, you, the reason you got it. I don't matter. The entire <laughs> reason that it exists is because of Bill. You got it by accident.
4: No, I got it because I got it because CenturyLink wants to eat Cox's lunch right now. Yes, and, right? they're, and they're
3: working on it. But not enough to give
4: it to me. It's coming to you. You just have to be patient. Like they have to build out the network. Right. Like that's what fiber's always been—is me waiting for someone to finally build the network out to me.
3: And fiber's building, much faster. Why did they start building it at Bill's house?
4: Ten years ago. Oh, you no, know, that's where the Probably where the demographics said that people could afford it or yeah, like they'd have a good return on investment, or maybe it was just- Demographics don't matter
5: because at the end of the day, they're cheaper and you're getting more, which means Bill? everybody can afford it. Because if they're paying for Cox, they're still paying more than what they're going to be. At the end pay. of the day,
3: yep. Bill's exactly. not a real boy and he gets everything <laughs> that Bill ever wants. He doesn't even know he's getting it. It's like it's- You know who slow, you sound bad. like? You know who you sound like, John? Get off my lawns. You sound like
4: Doctor Doom bitching about Reed Richards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it.
4: But I, I, Goddamn
3: Reed Richards gets everything. Favorite. I'm the smarter man, God and I do me. what I can to destroy the Fantastic Four. I will throw water balloons at you all day. Get off my lawn, Reed Richards.
4: Get off of my lardarian lawn! <laughs> yes, my lardarian lawn.
3: Okay then.
1: <laughs> you guys, you guys haven't even heard the uh, the drone story about, with me and you Audrey. Really,
3: you're just gonna dig this in deeper. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Let's we've go. gotten we're
4: fairly we're off track quite a bit for but. an hour in so i don't know if we've got time for bill's drone adventures today. yeah probably not we'll save no, that for a future
3: episode it's, it's gonna be bill's privilege adventure so, <laughs> and i think we always have time for bill's privilege
4: adventure <laughs> okay we've had it already so yeah we'll we'll we'll
1: save that story for another episode well let's see uh i think we've uh covered everything did you want to mention uh your stargazer rumor john
3: oh the um yeah yes i got this off of uh red Shirts, uh always die okay. dot com. uh star trek fans would love a stargazer series with a younger picard uh basically the stargazer was picard's ship uh much earlier in his career i think it was his first command and, yeah and, and he loved that
4: yeah, something went but, wrong. Say what? Something went wrong with that, right?
3: Yeah. Well, um, no, it was Well, they lost he lost it and then the Fringy found it. There was a whole yeah. s- uh, show about that, but it's like he loved the Stargazer. There was a whole it, it's kind of like it was his first command, his first five-year mission. Yeah. Like, would you like to see that? Would you like to, and and if so, who would you like to see play Picard?
4: I have mm. no idea.
1: How about the guy that played uh, Shinzon?
3: I was thinking yeah. that that might be a good idea. I might, yeah, I might be able to get around that. Yeah, I think he would do a fine job. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, there's the stargazer. Ugliest ship ever. It is ugly. Yeah, it's, it's not
4: pretty. It looks but... like a salad. That, that looks like some sort of like salad dish with a weird handle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a chafing dish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I mean,
4: who's the For guy? Who, that looks kinda like a sous vide with a weird handle.
3: Who's the guy who played um Who's the guy who played uh Professor X? Uh that wasn't Patrick Stewart?
4: Oh yeah. Um
3: God damn it. Yeah, I know his name's not, but he has actually he expressed really... interest in doing that. He oh would, really? He like to, yeah, he'd he be like good. Be, he would like to be that captain. I think he'd do a fine job.
1: Yeah. I uh, probably better than the guy that played Shins
3: on. Uh, James
4: actually. McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. James
3: McAvoy. Well the guy who played Shins on went on to be the guy who played Bane. in um oh.
4: so, so basically are we advocating for James McAvoy to be the new Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Does, like... Someone's gotta be because oh, he followed him at Take over right. for Patrick Stewart.
3: Yeah. Someone someone has all right. Someone's had to take over for William Shatner because as, as awesome as bill is he is uh he's getting up there
4: well right. we don't have we don't have one actor who is doing all of william shatner's roles whereas well, but uh james McAvoy, mcavoy is uh professor x and mm-hmm. now we're gonna say he's gonna be the new uh well, card <laughs> Picard.
3: <laughs> patrick, right. patrick stewart is on board with the idea and it's I mean, like, I'm, how a, would you, I'm on
4: board, too. I just think it's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. How would you like to be known as the the actor that follows Patrick Stewart everywhere? Young Patrick Stewart. Yeah. You are young, young Patrick, Patrick Stewart. And then yeah.
4: we'll have somebody who replaces him, and he, they will be like uh, the third iteration of Patrick Stewart.
1: Well, whatever happens,
2: you
1: have I... To be British and this, look good bald. This is one case where I vote for them taking a lot of liberties in the upgrading of the appearance of the stargazer to be something more...
4: It looks really like You
3: saw what they did to the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I liked what they did to the Enterprise in Discovery. I, I think too, it looked sharp.
3: I am sure that they would take the same liberties with the stargazer.
1: Yeah. Well...
4: I'm sorry, but at this point, I just had to show this because I think it's hilarious. What what's this? What, what are we looking at? Oh. Let's see. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, let's hope they're still not fighting COVID in the twenty fourth century.
2: Well, at the rate we're going,
4: it, at least they'll <laughs> probably doing, be be fighting COVID in the U S. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if you come that's from that's the United s- the area formerly known as the United States? Well, then you're going to have to go through the transporters.
2: We got to clean you up. Right.
1: All right. Well, um, that's good. Unless anybody has any other last minute things they want to throw in, I think we're we're ready to wrap her up.
4: No, thanks for joining us again, Chris. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Always love your insight and stuff. So. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, be sure to check out our website if you like the show, uh, galacticdriftwood.space, where you can find um, previous episodes and some interesting and funny shows, for sure. And then um, you can also check out, uh, check out Synergy Nation uh, Network, uh, synsynnation.net, And you can find our show there as well as a bunch of other shows with um, uh, different content. Uh, yeah. Um,
4: Shows like Running Up the Tab and The Weekly Geekly.
1: And Go RPGs um, Ah, with our friend Benito. Yeah, So uh, check that out. Um, uh,
4: Check out our supercasts too. Yes,
1: Synergy Nation Network. Um, We get together once a month and actually this afternoon's our our next one where we do a supercast, which is where the hosts of all the different shows – get on together and we all talk about whatever, uh, whatever trips are triggered that particular, that particular day. So, uh, who knows what it could be about, uh, lots of
4: drinking and ADHD discussion,
1: (laughs) which is always exciting. So anyway, thanks for joining us folks. We'll see you again in two weeks. Take care and be safe out there. Bye-bye. Later.